Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I've got a fantastic guest right now, Dr. John Dooliard. I call him Dr. John. His book is Eat Wheat, a scientific and clinically proven approach to safely bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. Hello, Dr. John. Hi, great to be here. Thank you. It's so nice to have you on the program. I have to say, this is such a shift from what I've heard. I've been doing a radio show for nine years. I have a master's in public health. I've been in the health field for 25 years. And for so long, it's been dairy-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, gluten-free. You talk to us about why you wanted to do this book. Well, you know, primarily, uh, 30 years ago when I got into practice, we would tell people who were having fatigue issues and rash issues and digestive issues to stop eating wheat and stop eating dairy and they get better for a little while and then they come back in a few months later and they, they the problems would come back and get them, get them off of soy and other allergenic foods and they'd feel better for a while and then the problems would come back and then they would find themselves becoming you know vegetarian or vegan and soon raw foodists and we keep kicking the problem down the road by taking foods out of the diet and never addressing the real underlying problem which is a which is a breakdown of our digestive system that is caused really primarily by three things. One, a diet of processed foods, which are the replacement vegetable oil fats that they put in our foods after they took cholesterol out of our diet in 1960 to, to preserve foods and extend shelf life, not our life, but shelf life. And those foods have been shown in study after study after study to be completely indigestible and they break down our ability to digest foods like wheat and dairy and linked to obesity, diabetes, depression, and of course the breakdown of digestion. You add that to, uh, to inorganic foods, foods that are, that are sprayed with pesticides, there are studies that show that the pesticides kill the microbes that make the enzymes to help us digest hard to digest foods like wheat and dairy, and of course the environmental toxins of which was 400 billion pounds of toxic chemicals dumped in the American environment every single year. Also science shows that they kill the microbes that make the enzymes to help us digest things like wheat. So when you put all that together, we have to rebuild our digestion, clean up our, our diet a little bit, get the processed foods out of our diet, reboot digestive strength, and all of a sudden what I found in my patients was that they could start eating wheat and dairy and hard to digest foods again, which is really important that we're not just you know treating the symptoms because the reality is if you can't digest wheat well or hard to digest foods well and you once were able how are you going to get rid of the the mercury that's on the from the coal mine plumes that's on every single organic vegetable? Our digestive strength is linked to our ability to detoxify. And if you can't digest well, you can't detoxify well. In 10, 20, 30 years, it's those toxins in our environment that are going to take us out. So I really felt like I had to help people. Whether you eat wheat or not is really necessarily the major issue. The major issue is this may be a sign or a symptom of something more important that we desperately need to address. And that's what I do in Eat Wheat is I take you through a troubleshooting process of where, how your digestion system may have broken down and how to fix it and repair it naturally uh, without becoming dependent on pills or powders. And I've also had to navigate around the toxic wheat and the toxic foods and the things that we eat in our diet that are just not good. You know, it's interesting that you say that about the digestive system, because I think when you have that breakdown, or I should make a joke, when you don't have the breakdown or you're not able to break down the food, that's what's leading you into trouble. So a moment ago, you just said it's not necessarily that people should be eating wheat, but the fact that they can't is indicative of a bigger problem. Correct? That's exactly right. In... The interesting science that's coming out that I didn't write about in the book is that there's some science showing that when people are gluten-free, 
that may actually be causing some problems. They're finding that the hard-to-digest foods are stimulants to our immune system. And if you just globally clean out the diet, take out all the, kill all the bacteria that we know of everywhere, antiseptic, everything, and we take out all the hard-to-digest foods because we can't digest and we don't feel good when we, when we eat them. And I totally get when people eat wheat, they feel bad, and I wouldn't suggest eating wheat and feeling bad. I would suggest stopping eating the wheat, let's fix the problem, and then reintroduce really healthy versions of that. But what they found was that when people eat wheat, gluten-free, they have four times the level of mercury in their blood than people who actually eat wheat. When people eat gluten-free, they have less good bacteria, more bad bacteria, and less killer T-cells, a measure of immune strength, than people who actually eat wheat, suggesting that these hard-to-digest foods that we've been eating for not 10,000, like all the experts like to tell you, they found gluten in, in the teeth from barley and wheat in ancient humans three and a half million years ago. We have three and a half million years worth of genetics for eating wheat, only 500,000 years of cooking our own meat, suggesting we have millions of more years of genetics for wheat than we do meat. So we have enzymes in our mouth, esophagus, stomach, small and large intestines, specifically engineered to break down the gelatinous or the gluten in wheat. So to say that wheat and gluten are all of a sudden some poison is simply not true because there's study after study there. I have 600 studies in my book citing that wheat reduces the risk of Alzheimer's by 53% in one study, 53, 54% in another, reduces the risk of, of type 2 diabetes. And study after study after study helps people lose weight, decreases the risk of schizophrenia. I mean, the studies are just so amazing, but no one's heard that. They all hear that gluten is bad, wheat is bad, causes all these diseases, and it's really the major problem in our world. And it's simply, we're not, we're sort of cherry-picking the science to suggest that these things are bad. But when you eat whole food versions of these foods and you have good, strong digestion, they're actually quite beneficial and maybe even really important. You know, it's interesting because I have some food sensitivities and it's not wheat. It's any grain that's been highly refined. I get super tired and it doesn't hit me until the next day. I call it a food hangover. So sometimes well, people will just assume, oh, are you sensitive to wheat? Have some rice pasta. And I'll say, honestly, if I eat like a whole wheat pasta, I can tolerate that better than a very refined rice, quinoa, corn, etc. I feel like I need to do your protocol because obviously there's something going on with me and other people I know who listen to the show who have food sensitivities where our, where our digestion isn't working right and we have these issues that are troublesome. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right, and, and the science behind what you're saying, one, they found that they did a study with processed food, and people ate processed food had a 141% increased risk of what's called metabolic syndrome, belly fat, uh, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, increased cholesterol, increased triglycerides, and lower uh, good cholesterol. And in the same study, when people actually ate whole grains and non-processed foods, they had a 38% decreased risk in that. And what happens when your digestion becomes weaker over time, and we can, I can tell you exactly how that happens. Oh, yes. Um, the proteins, like the wheat, the gluten, are too big. Or, or they're not broken down in the stomach, and there's a lot of acid in your stomach supposed to be there to break down these proteins. But if they're not broken down completely, they're too big to get into the bloodstream. So where these proteins go is into the collecting ducts of your lymphatic system that lines your intestinal tract, where 80% of your immune strength is. And that lymph system, when it gets congested, is linked to 
skin rashes because there's what's called skin-associated lymph. There's brain lymphatics. They just discovered when those lymphs get congested, your brain is trying to drain three pounds of toxic chemicals and plaque out of your brain every single year while you sleep at night. And if the lymph system around your gut's congested, eventually the lymph in your brain and central nervous system will congested. You'll get brain fog. And then there's also the whole food coma hangover thing that you yep. mentioned. The lymphatic system is designed to deliver fats like triglycerides to every cell of your body for energy. And if the lymph system is congested from all these undigested fats, toxins, mercury, proteins, casein, nuts, seeds, grains, things like that, worse when they're refined, I'll tell you how why that's in a minute, they will congest the lymphatic system and then the delivery for the energy to the cells, the body goes, hey, I'm sorry guys, this road's closed, can't come here today, come back tomorrow. And then the, all the lymph that stays, that wants to get into your, your body for energy gets stored in your belly as fat. That's where it goes. Lymph will literally dump the fat out of the lymph into your belly fat and then not give you the energy. So you feel like you had a food coma or a food hangover. But once that lymph starts to open up, and that's what I help you do in the book, is decongest your lymphatic system, turn the digestive system on again so you can break down those proteins the way you're designed, eat non-processed versions of that, that food, and we're back in business. More with Lisa Davis and Talk Healthy Today coming up. All right, my health-seeking friends, we know you want to be healthier, and that starts with eating better. But with not enough hours in the day, it can be difficult to cook a healthy meal every night. You know what I'm talking about. Not to mention you've probably tried before with good intentions but have slipped back into old eating habits. Well, don't beat yourself up. We know it's hard, and that's why I want to tell you about Sun Basket. Organic and sustainable ingredients and delicious recipes delivered weekly to your door. With Sunbasket, it's easy to stay on track. And today you can get $35 off your first order when you go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. Now the people at Sunbasket have sent me a couple of boxes and I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what have I made? The Carrizo chili is unreal. The Tuscan vegetable soup on a cold day is just what the doctor ordered. The two bean enchiladas is delicious. And the Saigon beef sliders are fast, easy, and so good. Imagine this. The ingredients and the recipes being delivered to your door without the time it takes to shop. I gotta tell you, it's very exciting. When you see that box out there and you go out, you pick it up off the stoop, you bring it into the kitchen... Oh, that's exciting. And best of all, each delicious, easy recipe is ready in about 30 minutes. With Sun Basket, you have total flexibility. You can cancel anytime, skip anytime, and choose any meal plan you want. So go to sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy for $35 off sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy. And Talk Healthy Today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the Cycling IQ or Running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings 
by submitting actual data such as race results. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. This is really cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but you can now also pay less for insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash talkhealthytoday or just mention the promo code talkhealthytoday when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com slash Healthy today. Now back to Lisa Davis. Yeah, see, I love that. You know, another issue I have is with nuts, especially almonds. And I tell you, it breaks my heart, Dr. John, because I love almonds and I would love to consume them. And it's one of those things. But you know what I noticed? When I, you know, have, you know, some grass-fed organic meat and some avocado and lots and lots of veggies and some sweet potato, if I do that for a couple weeks, then I can have the nuts and not react, or I can have the weed and not react. It's when I, I go overboard on any of the foods I'm sensitive to. So I think maybe for some people, I me we just need like a longer cleanup time to be able to be more tolerant of these foods well it's very true and i and i 100 agree if you feel bad eating something then why would you eat it and i think that's yeah. where <laughs> I, I i hope that people really hear me loud and clear i'm not sure. in any way suggesting that their wheat you know discomfort or problems are not there they yes. definitely are there and but there's more to the problem you're just taking the wheat out of the diet you know when we talk about these processed foods that are very, very difficult to digest, the, the the fats that they put into these foods are very congestive to the gallbladder. There are these vegetable oils which have been bleached and deodorized and processed. Yeah. Literally, there's nothing in them that we can digest. And the liver takes a beating and the gallbladder takes a beating. And the gallbladder makes bile. And the bile in your liver is like a Pac-Man that, that gobbles up toxins in your liver, but it also buffers the acid in your stomach. So if you don't have really good bile flow, and the number one surgery today after all this processed food is gallbladder surgeries, mm. if you don't have good bile flow, the stomach's going to say, hey, I need four ounces of bile to digest this ham sandwich I just ate, and the, and the liver and the bile go, well, we don't really have any bile. We're like completely congested down here. And the stomach says, oh, gosh. So uh, the stomach will sort of say, well, I'll just hold on to all the food in my stomach for a while, causing acid, heartburn, and all this stuff. And eventually, the stomach will say, you know, I can't take all this, hold on to this acid for any longer. And the stomach just says, I'm going to stop producing the acid to help make sure we don't burn a hole through my stomach and cause an ulcer. So the stomach just says, I'm just going to stop producing the acid the best I can. And now all of a sudden, you don't have the acid that you need to break down the fats, the mercury, the toxins, the environmental pollutants, the anti-nutrients on the nuts and the seeds and the berry and the, and the beans and the rice and all that. And they go undigested, too big to get into your blood. They go into your lymph, congest your lymph. And the brain grain syndrome ah, yes. is really a lymph, a brain drain syndrome. And I had a really great debate. It's on my website at lifespot.com with Dr. David Perlmutter. David and I good old friend of mine. He's the author oh, of Brain yes. Brain. yes. I've had him we, on quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. We did a great debate going back and forth in the science, back and forth, back and forth. And at the end of the interview, you'll see it. David agreed. He goes, it is about your digestion. you got to fix that. So so we're on board, believe it or not. Oh, and he's cool. obviously the grain guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, it's interesting because in the book, you have some ingredients in, in regular bread, right? And, and Or your conventional bread. And there's like sunflower oil. And when you get your bread, when you're talking about eating wheat, you're not talking about having these crap oils obviously so what do you recommend people get 
Well, you can find in, in at Whole Foods, if you look, not all the breads in Whole Foods, but most health food stores or artisan bakeries, you can now easily find bread that is whole organic wheat, oh, nice. salt, water, and our organic starter. And that bread generally takes about three days to bake from the beginning to the end. And the bread on the grocery store shelf takes about one to two hours to bake. Ah. And it will stay soft for about a month. And the bread that takes three days to bake stays soft for about a day or two because the microbes love that bread and it goes bad really quickly. But when you think that our body is 90% microbes and we're eating foods that the microbes won't even touch, it'll stay soft and completely, you know, won't go bad on the counter for a month or more, then you wonder, well, why would why should I eat something that my microbes, which make up 90% of my cells, won't eat, won't touch, won't even look at? So we got to start eating foods that literally are, you know, non-processed foods. And, and bread is very good for you. Actually, bread has been shown to increase the production of good bacteria in your gut, increase production of, of short-chain fatty acids that boost immunity in your gut. I mean, believe it or not, there's some amazing science. Bread is a prebiotic. helps your body make good bacteria. So there's just unbelievable amount of science that no one's really heard about, but it has to be non, the non-refined, non-pressed versions of all of our foods, not just wheat. Oh, John, we have to take a break. I'm just loving this. We'll be back with more from Dr. John in a moment. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to It's Your Health. I've been having a great conversation with Dr. John Juilliard. His book is Eat Wheat, a scientific and clinically proven approach to safely bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. Dr. John, I'd love to jump into the dairy because I've been on the, I had to admit, I'm kind of an anti-dairy person, although I've changed my tune a bit reading your book. Uh, there's a great documentary called Got, I think it's called Got Milk or something about guiding milk and it just shows some of the things that are in dairy and the way they treat the cows and i'm sure you're not talking about drinking factory farmed hormone filled dairy milk right for people who haven't gosh, read the book yeah no gosh <laughs> again, again here we go again it's another highly processed food yes. and uh you know what's interesting too lisa is that traditional people didn't didn't drink a big glass of milk it wasn't what they drank they would take the milk and they would let it separate they would take the cream, separate it from the skim. They take the cream and make butter with it or make ghee with it. Ghee is a phenomenal oil that has the highest concentration of butyric acid that helps boost immunity and health of your intestinal tract. There's literally microbes in your gut called Clostridium butyricum, for example, that are engineered to literally make butyric acid, the same stuff that's in ghee in your intestinal tract as the driver of intestinal immunity, which is like 70% of our body's immunity and so many health benefits. Butyric acid is like, like human central. It's like the thing that our body just loves. And it's in ghee, which is made from cow, you know, from boiling the, the butter and getting rid of all the milk solids, and you end up with this really powerful oil, which has been used for thousands of years, nothing but beneficial for us. So the fat would make you know, butter and ghee and all these really cool things. Then they would take the skim and they would make cheese out of it. They would culture it. And when you culture the milk, you actually, the enzymes and the bacteria in the milk actually turn the lactose sugar, the sugar, the milk sugar into lactic acid, which is very easy for us to process. And it turns, it actually helps to pre-digest the casein, which is the hard to digest protein in milk that mother's milk didn't really have. We have a lot of whey in mother's milk. We know how to do that really well, but we don't do casein. But the, but the, the fermenting process, the culturing process of making cheese literally helps us break down the casein, rendering, you know, cheese and yogurt and things very, very easy to digest. And in America now, raw cheese is legal. As long as it's been sitting around 
Yeah, for, and it's, I want to say it's government sitting around for three months. When that's what you want, you want the cheese to hang out for three months so the bugs eat up all the, the bad stuff, the sugar and the milk sugar, the lactose, and the casein. So when you eat a really good, you know, raw, hard cheese, most people have no problem eating that, but if they eat a big glass of cold milk on their cereal that's been, like you said, homogenized, pasteurized with hormones and antibiotics in it, wow, that's just, you know, a slippery slope. Yeah, it really is. And I find that I do get more mucusy. And then I read in your book that that's not really real. It's more about what we've been taught and what we think. And you talk about using a placebo and a fake milk. But I'm telling you, Dr. John, I drink the milk and I'm like, well, or eat the dairy. And maybe it's just not the right type. Although I have been trying to add some organic grass-fed butter in my diet. And that seems to be better. So obviously that makes a difference. Well, I, I mean, there are studies that show that dairy doesn't actually create congestion. But and I wrote about in the book. I said I really don't believe those studies because <laughs> because I see my patients have dairy all the time and get congested. I have six kids, right? I, and I raised six kids. I wrote a book called Perfect Health for Kids about how I raise them. And you know, taking dairy out of diet was one of the things we did so they didn't get cold. So um, I, I, you know, but. What I thought was really fascinating was it's not the dairy, it's like you said, the processed versions of the dairy that we eat that are really terrible. And it's also what's really interesting too is like, you know, when you when you troubleshoot dairy, you look and say well, dairy has, has sugar in it, has lactose, has fat in it, and it also has um, it also has protein in it. Well, the proteins are casein, hard to digest, broken down in your stomach. The lactose is also hard to digest. So if you take or 100, so this is what I call the dairy test, right? Take 100% organic whipping cream and drink that, you know, maybe mix it with a little water and put it on some cereal that you like, whatever, and drink it and see how you feel. If you feel bad drinking a 100% organic, because organic, because of because the, the, the pesticides and the antibiotics and the hormones are all fat soluble. So when you get organic, you don't have the issues of drinking all these chemicals. So you drink that. And if you have an issue there, that's 100% fat. There's no, there's no sugar in it. There's nothing in it but fat, there's no protein in it, that means you have a gallbladder issue. That means your gallbladder issue is congested and we need to start beefing up your gallbladder. If you take the skim milk, which has got the casein and the lactose in it, that's a stomach fire, upper fire digestive issue. So I help people troubleshoot where their digestive system broke down. It's not difficult. It's like you troubleshoot your computer, you troubleshoot your, your, your VCR or whatever, your TV. We should be able to troubleshoot our own digestion and know what to help fix, eat a little more of this, a little more of that. And if you have issues with the, the, with the fat and you eat greasy fried food and you feel sick, or you feel bloated, you feel gaseous, you have looser stools, you can't eat fried food, fatty food. Not that you should eat fried food, but this as short as a, a challenge test for really strong digestion and great bile flow, right? And if you can't eat that, Let's go in there and start cleaning out your liver with things like beets and apples and celery and artichokes and fenugreek and cinnamon. All these things are great rotorooters and cleansers for the congested bile in your liver and your gallbladder. Simple things to do and very effective. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because the time goes by so fast. Dr. John, we're definitely going to have you back. I have two other shows I want to have you on as well. But list a few more of the foods for us. And it's funny because I recently bought some beets. And I'm not, I don't dislike them, but I'm not the hugest fan. But I've been, every day on my salad, I've been putting the beets because I know it's a good thing. And <laughs> thank you for putting that in the book. <laughs> Uh, well, a couple of more things that I like, you know, for when you think about the upper digestion and the stomach, there are, there are, you know, spices that you can take like ginger, cumin, coriander, fennel, and cardamom. Ginger, 
cumin, coriander, fennel, and cardamom. There are five spices. We have a formula called Gentle Digest. You can take that as a capsule. You can take oh, it. Wonderful. You can take those spices and you can sprinkle on your food. You can cook with it. And these spices have been used for thousands of years. And what they found when they put all those spices together, individually, they all have amazing benefits for your digestion. But but together, they help your body make your own stomach acid, your own duodenal pancreatic enzymes, your own bile from your liver. So it resets your body's ability to do the digestion for itself so you don't become dependent on a pill or a powder or a digestive enzyme. And that's the goal is to get people better so they can do it on their own and not create more dependencies. So that's another thing people can do is start spicing with ginger, cumin, coriander, fennel, and cardamom. Super easy to do, really tasty actually. Um, yeah, it is. You know, my husband yeah. makes a tea every morning. Actually, he doesn't even have tea. He uses real ginger. He uses cardamom. He uses cinnamon. I'll have to get him to throw in the other. What was the other one you said? Fennec- well, cumin and coriander. Cumin and, and coriander. Yes. But I'm like, okay, he's going to live forever. I got to catch up and start yeah, drinking sounds this. Yeah, like it. Exactly. He's yeah. amazing. <laughs> He takes such good care of himself. Uh, yeah, I just think there's so many great things. And then you mentioned the beets. I read also that sweet. I'm a huge sweet potato fan, and I yeah. you have that in the book as well. And like I said, when I stick to all whole foods, then I can have some almonds, and it's not a big deal. You know, then I can have a bowl of whole wheat pasta, and I feel okay the next day. It's just when I go overboard. But I'd like to get to the point where I am healed, so I can enjoy those foods more often. And that will give you the rope to, you know, down the road, you know, be able to have a croissant or have a baked good and have a treat that, you know, wheat tastes really good. It does. And, and, and when your digestion is strong and you're healthy, you have rope to digest things. But most of us, a lot of us have gotten to the point where we can't, we can't digest these hard to digest foods. So anything a little processed or a little hard to digest, it, you know, we really feel it in a negative way. And, and that's not good because, like I said, our digestive strength is our ability to detoxify. So you can, if you have, hard, have a hard time digesting certain foods, boy, what does that mean to our environmental toxins of which there's 400 billion pounds of toxic chemicals dumped in the American environment every year? It's a real issue. We have to be able to digest, therefore detoxify them. Now, Dr. John, we only have a couple minutes left. Tell us how people can work with you. Yeah, um, well, you can you can definitely read the book Eat Wheat, and you can get more information there on my website at eatwheatbook.com, and and we have like questionnaires and some really cool stuff. But also, uh, I have on my website at lifespa.com over 700 articles and videos, all designed to help people, you know, understand their health, troubleshoot their digestion. And, you know, my goal, what I do in my practice at lifespa.com is I take ancient principles that have been used for thousands of years, find science to prove that they actually did work, they weren't crazy, and put the two together. And I've been using that clinically for for over 30 years now. And I find that I can feel really safe when I'm doing something for my patients that is not creating a dependency. It's got, you know, it's time tested, and we have the science to back it up. And that's what I do. And I write about at lifespot.com. Oh, that is so fantastic. Dr. John, I can't wait to have you back here on It's Your Health. I think you're fantastic. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to itsyourhealthnetwork.com.